Good morning. Good morning. I want to welcome you to First Baptist Sandy Springs. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. The Lord has made this day for you and for me, and he made it for us to enjoy. And so today we're going to come together and we're going to worship him. Before we do that, though, I want to introduce to you Sherry Washington. Sherry, would you stand up, please? She's going to be singing our special music today. Sherry is originally from Pennsylvania, but she's been in Georgia since 1986, so she's really a Georgian. She, uh, for the past five years, she was principal of Destiny uh, Academy out in uh, Marietta. But this fall, she's going to be coming down to Mount Vernon to be on staff down there working with the preschool uh, kids in this area. So we're happy to have her come and sing for us this morning. She was at a movie that my wife and I attended. It was called Breakthrough. And we were sitting close to the back row, and she was sitting on the back row. And this was a wonderful movie, and it had lots of good singing in it. And Oceans came on, and she started singing just very quietly behind us in the movie. So when the movie was over, uh, my wife turned around, and they started talking. Well, that, you know how that goes when you start talking. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, we invited her to come and sing for us this morning. So she will be coming uh, and singing two songs. And as, as we finish with the uh, praise team this morning, she's going to come and sing for us. And then she'll be singing for us again before the sermon this morning. So we, want to, we welcome Sherry. Thank you for coming with us. May we stand, please, as we sing together. would welcome me I was lost but he brought me in oh his love for me oh his love
Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I see your um, theme is the potter and the clay. I just want to come and encourage you this morning, um, for truly God is the potter, and he just wants us to be clay, 
just be in his hands so he can mold us and do whatever he wants to do with us. And in that process, we just have to believe that what he makes out of us is going to be something so awesome. So when you're faced with challenges and trials, which we all have, just hold on. Just keep the faith. Know that you're an overcomer and you're going to be something beautiful. If you want to, you can clap your hands with me. If you know this, sing along with me. Stop sign, watching people drive by, listening to the radio. I've got so much on my mind, nothing's really going by. Looking for a ray of hope. Ooh, ooh, whatever it is you may be going through. Ooh, ooh, I know he's not gonna let it get the best of you. You're an overcomer. Come on, put your hands together. Just stay in the fight till the final round. You're not going under. Because God is holding you right now. You may be down for a moment, feeling like it's hopeless. That's when he reminds you, you're an overcomer. You're an Listen, everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're an overcomer. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together. Stay in the fight till the final round. You're not going under. Holding you, holding you now You're down for a moment Feeling like it's hopeless That's when he reminds you You're an overcomer You're an overcomer your eyes on the one who holds your life there's nothing he can't do i'm telling you 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 you're an overcomer so stay in the fight till the final round you're not going under do you believe that today because god is holding you holding you now you're down for a moment feeling like it's hopeless that's when he reminds you you're an overcomer come on y'all you're an overcomer make it personal i'm an overcomer you're an overcomer overcomer won't quit. I'm going to stand strong and I'm going to believe. I won't give in. I'm an overcomer. Oh yeah. I'm an overcomer. Won't quit. Won't give in. I'm an overcomer. 
I won't quit, won't give in, I'm an overcomer. Come on and give him praise. Yes, God, you're a bomb in Gilead, and we just thank you for everything that you're doing in this place today. The song Oceans has very special meaning for me as of recent. The weekend that I went to see the movie, they closed my school with one day notice. So I went to work Friday, and they said, today's your last day. And I said, what about my babies? My kids, 75 children that I served for five years and 15 staff that I walked along beside and served and worked with. As a principal and being the person in leadership, that is such a heavy burden to carry. And there were moments in that day as I packed the school that I felt like I was drowning. Have you ever been through something so painful that you really could not catch your breath like physically you couldn't catch your breath there were several times that I just fell to the floor I just had no strength I've been through a lot of things in my life but this was different I felt that I was underwater and I'd wanted to see this movie for so long but that weekend I just got up and I said I'm going to see this movie and I sat behind Miss Kay, and when the song Oceans came on, it just flooded me, and I had a new revelation. I'd heard the song so many times, but I just sang it just to sing it. But in that moment when they sang it in the movie, I knew what it meant. It meant that when you're in a life situation or a challenge, when you have no strength of your own, when you feel, literally feel like water is overtaking you when you cannot breathe because the pain is so heavy. Jesus will lift you up. He's the one that's going to hold you. You don't have to worry about being in your own strength. When your feet fail, his feet stand strong. So as I sing this, as I minister to this, this song to you, I just want you to think about the words and just let it resonate with you today. Amen. Oceans. Waters, 
sovereign hand will be my guide. Feet may fail and fear surrounds me. You've never failed. You won't start now. And I will call upon your Rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. For I am yours. You are my spirit. Lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the walls wherever you would lead me. Take me deeper where my or my faith will be made strong in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Oh, 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 Jesus, come and save me. Oh, Jesus, won't you help me, please? Take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder. Will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. For I am yours. Sherry, that was perfect. Thank you so much. I got to sit at the ocean and just look this past week, and it's overwhelming to see what God does and, and what he still does. Thank you. You ever known any religious experts that had no idea what they were talking about? It was high school, and I was in a homeroom and the religious experts were talking 15 year olds that had everything figured out John had determined that religion was for the weak if you couldn't cope on your own then you needed religion but if you were strong you didn't need that stuff Bill had a different twist he needed religion but he wanted his own religion he worshipped pine trees 
I'm not making this up. Good thing he lived in the deep south. He'd have been an atheist if he lived up north. But down south, he could worship the pine trees. Here in the middle of the Bible Belt, I was amazed at what I was hearing. I thanked God then and there that I had been exposed to the truth. I was taught correctly. And we should thank God for Christian parents if we had them. I had lunch a few years back with a friend who was not brought up in church. And he and his wife were about to have the first, their first child. And I told him it would be a great idea to start going to church and so the child could have that foundation growing up. And he told me, we talked about that, but we want the baby to decide on its own when it gets older. Can you imagine letting a baby make all the decisions as it grew? Kindergarten, first grade, no thank you, I'm not going to that. It doesn't work that way, that's not parenting, that's laziness. It's amazing what people will fall for when they're not taught the truth. Jesus spoke these words to his followers. John gives them this bit of truth for us today. If you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And that is true. It will free us from all of the messes that, and lies that are going on around us. It's my prayer that all of us know the truth. And once we are taught the truth, there's a danger from drifting from it or changing it if we're not very, very careful. Hebrews 2 puts it this way. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. At the beach, it's interesting. You kind of put your chairs out in front of where you're staying so you can see the building and then you get into the water, and if you stay there playing for a little while or for a long while, you know what I'm doing, don't you? The waves and the current moves you, and you look up, and you're nowhere near where you thought you should be. And that's the warning of Hebrews. Stay with the truth because if you don't, we are prone to wander. We are prone to drift and we have to be so very, very careful. You ever fallen for a lie? Maybe we all have from time to time. Jeannie and I were in a store one day and it's not a theological lie, it's a business lie. And there was a sale going on and over the intercom in this little store in Indiana came these famous words that we repeat to this day. It was about the great bargains and the great sale. And the voice from the intercom said, remember, the more you buy, the more you save. The more you buy, the more you save. Now, that struck me as a little odd because that's not true. I wanted to go grab the intercom and say, attention shoppers, if you want to save, leave the store immediately. Get out of here and you'll save. Because that's the truth. If you stay away, if you keep it in your pocket, that's when you save more. The less you buy, the more you save is the truth. In spiritual matters, I have seen people fall for this lie. 
Biblical stories abound, and 2,000 years later, they're still around us. And the lie is this. God is whatever I make him out to be. God is whatever I make him out to be. If you know the truth, you know that God is God and that he does not change. And he cannot. And yet some people want to make a tailor-made deity to worship. I heard of a story of a small boy drawing a picture and his mother asked, what are you drawing? He said, a picture of God. You can't do that, his mother said. No one knows what God looks like. And the child responded, they will when I'm finished. (laughs) If we're not careful, we will draw our own pictures of God. Despite or in spite of what it says from Genesis through Revelation. And people will make their own. It's not a new problem. It goes back to the beginning of time. There are a couple of Old Testament scriptures I wanted us to look at quickly that shed light on this. First, I want us to look at a prayer of Isaiah. In very wicked times, the people had rejected the truth and tried to make a God, little g, that they could manipulate, a God that they could control. And Isaiah prays this prayer in chapter 64. Oh, that you would burst from heavens and come down. You ever pray that prayer? Would you just come down right here and fix this? It's not a new prayer. Isaiah prayed it here. How the mountains would quake in your presence. As fire causes wood to burn, as water to boil, your coming would make the nations tremble. And then your enemies would learn your fame, the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectations. And oh, how the mountains quaked. For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. You welcome those who gladly do good, who follow godly ways. But you've been very angry with us for we are not godly. Isaiah is talking for the people that have drifted. We are constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? We're all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they're they're nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Yet no one calls on your name or pleads with you for mercy. Therefore, you've turned away from us and turned us over to our sins. And yet... Oh, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. I love the words in verse 8. We are the clay, and you are the potter. But we get that wrong, don't we? Or the world does. They try to take God and say, You know, I know what you said about this, but I've got my own ideas. and I know that I'm supposed to love that person over there, but I I really can't. I know I'm supposed to trust you, but that's not in my DNA. And all of a sudden, we become the potter. Or we try. 
Look at this vision of Jeremiah in chapter 18. The Lord gave another vision to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter shop and I'll speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and he started over. And then the Lord gave me this message. O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. God can put you down to size if he wants to. If he needs to. You ever felt like clay being molded? We probably all have in some good ways and some bad ways too. Maybe God has worked on you to become more loving. Or worrying less. Or changing from old ways. Or letting God have first place in your life. It's a great experience. It's what our journey is all about. And all the days of our lives, we should allow God to make those adjustments. When we come to Christ, everything changes, or it should. And the molding begins. Our language changes. Our habits change. Our ideas change. Our thoughts change. Our close friends may change. The way we handle money changes. It's a lifelong process And we are the clay. We are the clay and he is the potter. So Jeremiah has the vision and God tells Jeremiah to warn the people, look, like the potters tore that up, God can do the same. You better be careful. I'm the potter, you're the clay. And this is the warning that Jeremiah gives the people. Verse 11 of Jeremiah 18. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all Judah and Jerusalem. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. I'm planning a disaster for you instead of good. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and do what is right. So Jeremiah gives the people a warning. You need to straighten up or God's going to take you and mess you up and start over. The response is... Horribly sad, but not really surprising because we know people. Jeremiah 8, 12. But the people replied, don't waste your breath. We'll continue to live as we want to, stubbornly following our own evil desires. Sounds like today, doesn't it? This was Jeremiah's day. The gradual decline ended in a faithless people. And if I fall for the lie, and if you fall for the lie, generations behind us are going to suffer. I spoke with a friend the other day. She's up in years, always been active in church, raised her kids in church, and her kids stopped going. And now her grandchildren are being raised outside of church. And it bothers her. And it's a disaster for a family and it's a disaster for a nation. And it's not like we weren't warned. 
Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land you're about to cross into and occupy. So that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life. And keep all his decrees and his commandments that I'm commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently so that it may go well with you and so that you may multiply greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. To our Jewish friends, verses 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 are known as the Shema. Shema means to hear. From here, O Israel. And I begin that in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home, when you're away, when you lie down, when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hands, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is what they were told. Protect the generations. Keep speaking of God always. Some people took the, the words literally about binding them on their foreheads, and you see the little boxes that they would wear, some, some of our Jewish friends on their head, that had that scripture from Deuteronomy in it. To keep it that close. But it's to be on our lips and in our hearts and in our minds. It's a great way to stay connected. But sadly, families get disconnected. Let's come to our day now. In our society, sadly, it seems that the truth is no longer relevant to many. We can say, you know, God says this. And you know what? Some people can respond. <laughs> so? The same response that Jeremiah got, the same. A big problem is that people want a God that they can control. And that's why they do it. I don't want to change, so I'll just make a God that I'm comfortable with. I remember a granddaughter, a grandfather correcting his granddaughter. No, it wasn't me, but it sounds like one of my stories. This is a friend in Mississippi. And while he was telling her no, she looked at him and said, don't use those words to me. <laughs> Too many people say to God, don't use those words to me. Don't mess with my life. I used to love to listen to Billy Joel. Remember Billy Joel? I guess he's still around. The old song, don't go changing to try and please me. That's not God's theme song. God tells us to change from head to toe. All of us. Because God does not. We cannot shape God. We must allow him to shape us. And he does it, doesn't he? The things that have happened in your life, the things you have learned, the ways you have changed, the way you've learned to trust, is against the way you used to be. Thank God when we allow him to do what he does, we can be improved versions of what we once were. Bless you on your journey. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that we're in a room with people willing to let you do your part. Help us to be sensitive to what that is. 
to be open to your spirit, to be open to the change, to be able to examine our own lives, not the lives of those around us or others, but our own lives, to see, Jesus, what is it I need to do? How is it I need to be different? If we've held on to something we know we should not have, Father, let us let it go so you can mold it and make it into something beautiful. Thank you that you can make us strongest at our weakest points. Thank you that we've seen you make haters become lovers. We've seen you make takers become givers. We've seen you make doubters become believers. Father, thank you for your molding. Father, this day we celebrate that. We thank you for that. And we open ourselves up to what it is you would do in our lives. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. We're going to sing a very appropriate song as we're dismissed. You can join our church publicly if you want to. You can do this privately. Hopefully we all decide something to do privately through this about have thine own way. You're the potter and we're the clay. This will be our way to dismiss today. Uh, The doors of the church are open, but this will also be our time of reflection and prayer as we stand and sing have thine own way. Have thine own way. going to sing the first verse as our closing prayer. We'll just get a note and do it a cappella. This will be our prayer as we're dismissed. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and me. After thy will, for...